Welcome to the Italian Football Podcast with John Solano, Carlo Garganese and Nima Tuvali. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Italian Football Podcast. We hope that you are doing well. Okay, so we have a, another exciting episode today. We have Diego Fonero of Toronews.net. However, just a forewarning, and I tried my best uh, to edit it to make it sound uh, more natural, but originally this was supposed to come out the day of uh, the transfer deadline. However, uh, once we finished recording, we had lost, or there was an error, I guess I should say, with uh, the latter half of Diego's audio. So we actually had to re-record later in the day, and Diego was gracious enough to to come back on. So we recorded in the same tense, as in it was still deadline day, but because we were having these issues once more <laughs> when we brought Diego on. So to avoid having him have to come on for a third time uh we just went with the audio that we had so even though this is coming out after the deadline obviously please bear in mind that we recorded uh we recorded this with diego twice at the day of the deadline so again i did my best to make it sound throughout the podcast as if uh, this was coming out uh, after the deadline but if you're thrown off by the uh, uh the the weird time continuum that you are probably experiencing throughout the interview. Do not worry. That was not just you. We, again, we had some errors with Diego's audio and to avoid having to drag him on again for a third time, we just went with, uh, we went with what we had. So please keep that in mind and let me throw it over now to Nima and Diego to talk all things Torino. And to help us do that, we are joined once again by a very good friend who is a reporter and journalist for Toro News, the most important and best uh, Torino news site in Italy, which I absolutely recommend those of you who speak Italian to follow. I follow I follow it and I go on there every day to read about Torino. Um, his name, uh, he's, he's, he was with us last summer. His name is Diego Fornero. Welcome, welcome again, Diego. Hello, Nima. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation and uh, hello to everyone. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here again. Thank you so much for coming um, on. And let's start with the most pressing question. And it's the same pressing question that we had when you last were on. Um, and that is the future of Gallo Belotti, Andrea Belotti. Um, it's a lot of things have been said. Um, obviously, he's not had the, you know, the best season because of the injuries and that but it's quite clear that he doesn't want to extend his contract um and now there's been rumors of him going to toronto toronto fc in the mls to to hook up with sebastiano jovinko who's close to, to signing Mimo crescito who's also close 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 to signing and lorenzo insignia i, I want to start there i mean what are you what are you what, what's being what's the buzz around andrea Belloc in torino right now it's quite obvious that he'll leave but what, what do you guys think what's the latest on where he will go <laughs> yeah thank you Nima, for the question uh, i know it sounds funny but the situation is quite is quite the same of the last summer because we still don't know what andrea Belloc is going to do and he never told uh, quite anyone uh, uh, where he's going you know he is in a strange situation we can say strange uh, uh, 
a little different from other players because he is not in the circle of the big agents. Uh, he is represented by his lawyer and he, he used to have a really, really low profile on also on communication. So he never speaks. He doesn't have anyone that speaks for him. So, uh, you know, when you talk about Belotti, you will not have an agent uh, giving interviews every day and giving rumors to every journalist. So we really don't know what he's going to do, but we are quite sure that he's going to leave. And, and we know it also from the words of the president that uh, told uh, quite everyone that he's not going to renew his contract. And he also added that probably something broke between Velotti and Torino uh, some years ago when uh, uh, Urbano Cairo didn't even leave to Milan. And so Probably something has broke and, you know, okay, now he's injured, but we also know that this wouldn't have been uh, his best season at Torino and probably we are not going even to see him on pitch uh, before June. So uh, it's uh, we can say that it's already a former player for Torino or something like that. Okay, probably we play sometimes, but uh, he's not the captain anymore. Uh, or, or maybe when he's going to play, probably he will have the hairband, but... We don't consider him as a captain by now because he is going to leave. And it's, we can say, also a sad story because uh, in Turin we really loved him and he was really something special for Torino fans. So probably he's gone. We still don't know where he is going to, do, to, to go because, you know, even if he played for an uh, uh, international uh, team uh, last summer winning uh, Euros, uh, he, he wasn't the key player for that team. And so he didn't show him himself uh, on an international level, like, for example, uh, um, we can say that uh, Insigne did. And so, okay, the rumors about Toronto were quite true, because uh, probably Toronto appreciated and approached with uh, uh, Belotti's lawyer, but he hasn't signed by now for Toronto, but he hasn't signed by now for anyone. So we can say that the match is still open and... I'm not so sure that uh, this condition is going to play for a big, big, big club in Italy because, you know, there are a lot of better chance, chances by now, probably. Uh, he, he was linked to Milan, you know, everyone knows it. Uh, he was linked to Inter, he was linked to Fiorentina, he was linked to a lot of teams, but um, by now there isn't anything really, really defined. So we can say that we are in the same situation of the last summer. So you probably can... Uh, <laughs> copy my <laughs> my answer and uh, and paste him in this podcast and that will yeah be I mean it, it is it, it's it's probably true and you're right that he's not a very he's very he's very untypical and atypical in terms of a modern footballer because he doesn't talk a lot and his agents he doesn't want his agent to talk a lot he wants to you know he doesn't want to create a lot of fuss about himself in in the media he's very like he's very quiet like he puts his head down and just gets on with it um i i i, I think that i mean what do you think what what do you think i mean if you were to kind of your gut feeling where do you think he will go yeah I, i'm i'm not really sure about it uh i think that he considers himself still a mm. big player for Serie so i'm not sure that he's going to play for example for Toronto because he's not just no. interested to money uh, and if he would be really really just interested interested to money he would have probably have left uh, Torino mm. before than today and so I'm not sure that he's going to go, for example, in Turkey 
or in Canada, or for example, we also heard something about mm. the Emirates. Uh, I think that is going to play at least in Europe, and I think that he's trying to play at least in Serie A. Uh, his dream yeah. is to play for AC Milan, you know, he's an AC Milan fan, and okay, there's nothing strange about it, it's something, okay, it's good. And, and so probably that was his dream, but I'm not sure that by now, AC Milan needs Pelotti. And so uh, it, it, it's still the best, the most uh, interesting place for him, but I'm not sure that he's going to... Well, I mean, really I, I actually look at Milan and I'm thinking, well, they need him because Latan Ibrahimovic is getting older and he, he, although he kind of, he still plays and does score eight goals, ten goals, it, the problem is that he's fitness. He's not fit enough. And the and the other issue is Olivier Giroud has been a disaster. So there's absolutely room for him at AC Milan, I think. Don't you agree? Yeah, yeah. We can say that every Milan's number nine is a disaster <laughs> <laughs> in the last year. So, so yeah, it, it, it's, it's strange because, yeah, AC Milan is very unlucky with their uh, strikers. You know, part of Ibrahimovic, but with the number nines, they were all flops in the last, we can say, 10 years, something like this. And okay, yeah, yeah, they probably need it, but you also consider that Milan now is targeting, if if it's not a Scudetto contender, it's something like this. And this Belotti, with all these injuries, uh, and not just for the injuries, but may, maybe, probably... Uh, on a global basis, I'm not sure that he's going to be a top striker for a Scudetto contender. And uh, 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 trust me, I really love Belotti and I'm really also affectionate to him, but I'm not sure that by now he's at the Milan level. Probably. No, that, that's that's a good point. Um, that's a very good point. And also I think the injuries have kind of... Have kind of raised, um, have kind of made that, uh, you know, an, an issue as well. Um, that you know has kind of stopped him in his career. I, I've always been a fan. You know that. I, I think he's. Uh, um, I've, I've always thought yeah. that he was uh, the natural replacement to Edin Dzeko. Um, I think he's a similar kind of player in the sense that he's a hard worker. He's technically good, um, but he never stops running, and he's a very gritty player. And he he fights, you know, he just fights for every ball and and creates space for the others. Um, so uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's I, I think you're right. I think maybe the top clubs, the ships have sailed a little bit. But a part of me, because I like him so much, I hope he gets his dream move to Milan. I think it would be beautiful for the Serie A and for him. Yeah, yeah, I, I can say that, okay, uh, being aficionated to him, we can say that uh, at least uh, if as to leave Torino, uh, he, he is going absolutely to leave Torino, at least that we can realize his dream. So yeah, I like... mean, he's been very loyal to Torino as well. I mean, he's not he's not fought his way out from the club. Yeah, yeah, he, he was really loyal, even if uh, we can say that probably, in obviously, I'm not in his shoes, so, okay, it's easy to say, but if I was in his shoes, probably I would have left uh, maybe last summer, because to leave Torino by now, after all these injuries, after a season quite not played, uh, with all this silence, uh, with the president telling something about him, uh, without letting him even to reply, because he doesn't want to reply, uh, is not uh, the best uh, ending, we can say from this story that has been a really great mm, story. for sure let's talk a little bit about uh the future of uh who i think is the best central defender in the Serie A. 
Gleison Breme, who is a Torino player and who now the Italian media are saying that Inter's CEO Beppe Marotta has blocked, bloccato him for the summer. Um, in the sense that they've already agreed terms with Bremer. What what do you know about that? What do you think will happen? Do you think he'll extend with with um, Torino or do you think he'll leave in the summer? Yeah, no, I, I'm quite sure that he's going to leave uh, because, you know, <laughs> we love him and he's a really, really great player. Probably at, at this time, okay, not on an absolute level, but for how he's playing by now, probably he's the best defender in Serie A, he's the best uh, central back in Serie A by now. And so, obviously, he's a great prospect player, he's just 24, so the future tells for himself. And so, he's going to leave, quite for sure, and if he's going to leave, he's going to leave for a big club, so uh, we can say Inter, Milan, uh, Juventus, or something like this in Italy. And I'm I'm not so sure, for example, that Juventus will let him leave. Uh, and so I'm not even so sure that uh, Inter has already defined uh, personal terms. And, you know, personal terms are not the only thing that matter. We, we also need something with the clubs. And so <laughs> uh, I heard something, and they are quite affordable. I heard something about the um, interest from Juventus. So... I fear that uh, they will try Ooh, to that's a, that's steal really, something. <laughs> that's that's a really that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm quite sure about it uh, because you know probably the light is going to leave mm. next summer because he never felt really part of the Juventus uh, entourage. He's not he's not the player <clears> they paid no. for. And so they're going probably to replace the light. And I'm quite sure that Premier will be a great option for them. This is not. I'm not telling you that he's no, no, going no, to go no, to Juventus. No, no. He has, uh, yeah, but there is an interest. Uh, and at the same time, I'm pretty sure that from Premier League, uh, something will, will happen. Because, for example, uh, uh, Paratici was a great fan of uh, uh, Bremer, and, you know, he's trying to uh, get uh, all these players uh, for Premier League. Antonio Conte liked him, and so. Who knows, but one thing is sure, he's going to leave. Uh, I hope for Torino that he's going to leave at least for a reasonable price and in order just to get, uh, at least to invest something in different players. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I mean, Cairo is notoriously difficult to work, to do business with. Um, I think, I mean, for the, for the, for the good of the club, I, th- I think when it comes to the big, most difficult cl- uh, presidents in the Serie A to do business with, Third place is Cairo, second place is Lotito, and first yeah. is our good friend from Naples, yeah. Aurelio De Laurentiis. I mean, <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. He will, if he wants 100 million and 50 cents, he will get 100 million and 50 cents. Like it's, <laughs> he just doesn't yeah. mess about. So, uh, yeah, yeah, with 40 cents, no, you won't even get if you give 100 million and 49 cents, he'll say no. <laughs> like, just, yeah. he, he, that's who he is. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, uh, players that you've been rumored to take out to, to come in. Pellegri just signed. Um, how what's your thoughts on him? Because yeah. he, I mean, we remember him from Genoa, this wonder kid. He went to Monaco, it didn't go that well. He went to Milan, that completely was a waste of everyone's time. What what are your thoughts about him coming to Torino now? What's the buzz around him? Yeah, we can say that uh, 
Torino tried to bid on him, and okay, it's a bid. We, we don't know what will happen. Uh, the player was really good when he was considered a wonder kid. Uh, at the time he moved to Monaco, was uh, really, a, a, we can say, a big perspective player. And you also know that uh, in Monaco, he quite never played. He was already injured and always injured. And they told us that uh, probably Genoa did something wrong with him in terms of, uh, um, we can say, in, he, he probably creates something difficult on his uh, muscles. Uh, he had uh, uh, injuries uh, uh, on injuries and again injuries. And so they probably did something uh, wrong on Probably there is something that uh, uh, didn't work with him that is not really necessarily related to what Genoa did. So uh, the fact is that uh, he played uh, just a couple of matches in the last three years. And so this is strange because he's just 20. (laughs) And so we can say at 20 that uh, uh, he's not going to be a big player. And so we really hope that maybe... This can be the start of something new. This can be the start of the second part of his career. Uh, it will be difficult. We, we have to be frank. We hope so. But obviously, when you when you look, it's easy. You can see to, on transfer market uh, the injuries list, and probably you're going to say, oh, he will never play again. <laughs> uh, but who knows? We hope that something... Will, uh, will change. Uh, in the Torino roster, there is uh, already a player that looks really similar to Pellegrini, even if he's not so young, that is uh, Mark Piazza. <laughs> again, a big, big player, again, a big talent, but that had big, big problems with injuries. And so we hope that uh, something will work. Oh, for sure. For sure. I completely understand. Um, uh, that, that is true. Piazza was a player who you spoke about in the summer when, when we, when we, when we had you on. Um, and, and I mean, together, and also Brecalo, who, who, you know, who signed since then has been absolutely fantastic. And, and also, I don't know if you remember, but when we spoke, I remember I asked you like in the summer, I, I, I hypothesized if Mandragora couldn't become the captain of Torino one day. And that day seems to have come sooner than, 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 than anyone could have imagined. Um, I, I'm a big fan of his. I mean, how good do you, how good has he been this season? Yeah, he's a great player. We can say, again, he was uh, probably slowed in his career mm. by injuries, again, because probably without injuries, now he would be the Juventus, uh, probably, uh, starter in the midfield. And like he was uh, probably uh, prospective to be, because, you know, he, he was a Juventus player. And when he was loaned to Dinese, already had some trouble. And, and then when he come to Torino, he immediately showed something great. Okay, again, also this year, he didn't play all the matches, but he was really good baked up by Pobega, uh, and we probably are going also to talk about Pobega. And I think that he can be a key player for Torino's future. And I really hope yeah, that Yeah, I he's think so as well. I mean, if he's a captain, and Vagnati seems to, to be in control of of the squad and what's happening, um, which is very good to see because, I mean, Torino is a classic Serie A 
club and and I think they have a they, they should be in the top half of the Serie A uh, in my opinion and they have a fantastic coach in Ivan Juric who you know I respect a lot and who I think um, uh, has done an amazing job with Torino I mean I I think Torino have been you know everyone's praising Torino for for their for their season compared to last season and they are the most improved team in the Serie A no doubt but I think Torino have been very unlucky in my opinion they should have had at least five ten more points do, do you agree yeah he, he he did very well compared to the last seasons I can we can also say that for example Sofia Rentina has improved a lot so probably it's not only Torino that improved a lot but yeah he, when you compare this dollar with the last dollar you say okay <laughs> this is another team so uh, it's really great and you reach uh, as a big uh, we can say the big uh, uh, he did a really big work with us and yeah he's doing very well and again I hope that it's not just going to be a standing up season the best season and then uh, we are we go down again i hope that this is going to uh, be something that can last that can even evolve in the next years and who knows what we we know that by now when we see torino playing we see a great team at least that try to play that tries to and, and also to entertain people it's not something we can no. just take for granted because, uh, okay, when you start the season just to uh, keep the relegation away, <laughs> when you just you just try to get some points, uh, also the draws are okay. And when you see Torino by now, you see a, a team that already always try to at least to win. Okay, he, he never obviously he, he doesn't always win because otherwise we we were talking about a scudetto contender. Okay, this is not something that is. But uh, when you play versus Torino, you know that you we play with with a team that uh, at least will try to to take the game by his part, and this is great. This is uh, really really uh, something that we. Uh, and to consider as a big Urich uh, work. And so, uh, I, I think that if this mm, transfer window will work, and if really happens what Urich would like to happen, we can even say that we have hope even to be better mm. than before, uh, even to have a, a second part of the season even better than the first one. And... Obviously, I'm I'm not so sure about uh, when someone says, okay, now the target is to reach the Europa League. I'm, I don't think so. I think that uh, thinking about your uh, European qualification is maybe uh, something that can also distract the team. So, okay, it's okay. Even if we don't reach Europe, it's okay. But the the great part of the job will be first first thing to grow again the players and so so make even bigger the youngest player uh, players like uh, Brecalo players like uh, Buongiorno players like uh, even Voivoda even if it's not so young but it's a big surprise you know he's, he's doing very well if these players will grow again uh, and grow further I'm, I'm sure that we will start from this even for the next season Obviously, in the next season, probably we are not going to have uh, uh, Bremer, we are not going to have Belotti, but we are going to have someone to start with a big project. You know, also Verona uh, sold mm-hmm. a lot of players. Absolutely. Uh, sold a lot of big players, but they always keep 
playing really well. He's still playing well with Tudor, so <laughs> I'm sure that uh, something definitely. No, I mean he did his second. I mean that that second season at Hellas Verona. When I mean, when he sold he the for after the first season he sold Amrabat and Kum, uh, and and you know a bunch of other players and then the second season yeah. was even better yeah. than yeah, the first so. with Yuri. It's astounding. No, I, I think we've I think he is uh, he's building a very interesting career. I think after Torino, I think he is ready. In in one or two years, two three years, I think he will do so well with Torino that after that he will be ready for one of the one of the striped teams in the north. Uh, one of the Milan, Juve, uh, Inter. I think I really think so. I think he is building a very interesting career. Yeah. A yeah. very interesting career. <laughs> um, what, what I mean, one of the players who you do have, and and right now who's on loan from Milan, um, Pobega. How good has he been? Because I've been very impressed every time I've watched him. Yeah, he has been really good. But um, okay, he, he he probably was playing uh, to replace uh, uh, Mandragora. And so with Mandragora again, uh, uh, we can say that now he became the second choice for Torino. And yeah, it, it's a pity because he, he showed up as a big, big player. Uh, you know, it's a AC Milan player. <laughs> and Juric told us in every press conference that he, he doesn't like too much to <laughs> make even more valuable a player that is not a Torino player. And so probably uh, now Pobega is, uh, we can say, is paying this. And this is something that will slow his uh, season. So he's not going to play a lot in the second half of the season. And probably with uh, Samuel Ricci coming, he will play even less than in the last uh, matches. And so uh, probably he's going to have a big career. He's going to have a big career somewhere else because uh, Maldini was really clear with everyone. He, he always said, this is a, a similar player. <laughs> and so this is what happens when you get uh, a player on loan. You are not, a, you can say, a, a really smaller team that needs that player on loan to play every, every match. So if Pobega uh, was on loan uh, to Salernitana, or if he was on loan uh, to Spezia, he would probably play at while was was to Spezia last season. So <laughs> it's not a random name. Uh, he would have probably played every single match. Uh, but by now, probably Torino has to make choices, and Juric made this choice, and he told everyone he is not going to be the first choice for the second part, even if if he, if he probably deserved it. But also Mandragora is deserving it. So we can say that Juric has uh, great choices on that part of the <laughs> of the field. And with Samuel Rich, he's going well, to Well, I'm glad you brought up Samuel Rich because he's one of my absolute favorite players in the Serie A this season. I watched him in the Serie B last season, and, I, and, and this Empoli side under Andrea Zoli was one of those teams that I decided to, because every year I choose a team that's not one of the big top ones, and that's a, that's a newcomer. Uh, or a lo- or a smaller team that I study extra, and this season I chose Empoli because of their project, uh, their midfield uh, by Rami, uh, but also mainly for Ricci. But then when Pinamonti and Cutrone went there, and and all these other players, I was like, okay, so this this is a squad. This is, I'm following them, and I've watched ninety percent of their games. I am head over heels in love with Samuel Ricci. And, and, and he will be the second player born in 2001 
got by Torino. And it's a great thing. It's exactly what you recharged. He would like to work on very young players. And if everything happens, probably he will get another player born in 2001 that is Dembasek from Spark. And he's an interesting player, not at the same level of which we could say. He just showed his skills as a good player for Serie B. Uh, but obviously, he's just 20, and so he has a lot of time to grow. And that No, I, I, so we had uh, the SPAL president and owner, Joe Takopina. We, he's a good friend of our show. He's been on many times. And after he's, he bought SPAL, he came on and he talked about Dembasek and said what a spoke raved about him saying he's a fantastic talent um so so that's a really interesting deal if you if if, if Torino do that that's a very interesting player that you're picking up yeah 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 and I'm, I'm really curious about him and so I hope to see him uh, wearing sure. the Torino shirt also because you know uh Verdi was just mm. loaned to Salernitana and when, when we talk about the midfield we can say that oh well, today was the day of mm-hmm. uh, Azelli joining Cagliari uh, the player that is not probably going to leave even if we had a lot of rumors about him is uh, Simone Zazza probably <laughs> he earns too much from Tonino's contract uh, it's it's almost two millions for every season that is too much for <laughs> a lot of teams. And okay, it was liked by uh, lower side teams, uh, but they don't have that budget uh, and he's not going to lower not. his wages. <laughs> of course, he's not going to lower his wages. No one would pay him that much money uh, ever. Um, no, I, I have to say about Simone Zaza, I, I'm 40 years old. Uh, I have two flat feet. I When I watch Simone Zaza play I, in the Serie A, I think maybe I still have a chance to play in the Serie A. I, I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't understand this guy. <laughs> I, I, really don't, I, I really don't think he's a good player. I don't understand his career. How did he play for the Italian national team? How, I mean, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> we have to say that also Simone Verdi played. But Simone Verdi, I mean, you remember, we remember him in Bologna. He had a fantastic season there. I can't remember, I mean... I mean, I, Simone Zaza, yeah, I saw yeah. him at Sassuolo when he came through, and then he had a decent view. Yeah, he was great at Sassuolo. We can say that he was great at Sassuolo. It was quite great also in his in the beginning of his uh, yeah. uh, career in, at Juventus. And we also have to remember that, for example, Simone Zaza scored in 2016, probably the heaviest goal for uh, Juventus season, the famous goal versus Napoli that uh, decided the, the Scudetto. And so he had a great career. Then... He, he left Juventus, he started uh, uh, traveling around, and yeah, something broke. But in my opinion, the problem is that probably there is a time of his career when he probably gave more energies, mm. you can say also mind energies, to something that is not strictly no. related to football. So uh, probably he was most interested in mm. his uh, social life, uh, and it's a choice, okay. He's young, he's rich, he's famous. He can do what he wants, but obviously, he, he wasn't the same player that he that he was at the start. And and we will never forget that penalty in the European Championship against Germany, which which yeah, has okay, become, which has become a meme. Right. I mean, let's um, before I let you go. Um, just quickly, do you think that Mandragora will stay past when his loan expires with Juve? 
I think that is going to stay. Maybe not for his career, uh, his whole career at uh, Torino, but uh, I think he's going to stay. And I think he's going to uh, vote back from Juventus. I, so, I hope yeah, so. Yeah, because sure I, w- I mean, I really like Mandragora, and I like that if he becomes the captain of Torino, which I always thought, you know, I, I always thought he would be. Him together with Samuele Ricci in in a Juric midfield is very interesting, very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that that if I mean together with that and and a, and a, and a you know with the Brecalo and Piazza and and all these other players you have, um, I I think Torino is gonna can actually finish in the top six, top seven next season. I really think so. We hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I really do. I really think Torino have an interesting project, and and I'm so happy to see you reach there. And I think your sporting director is is actually really good, and has done an excellent job uh, after the whole mess with after Petraki left and and everything. So it's, I think Torino is definitely a pro, a, a project that I that I really like watching and enjoy watching. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Diego. I really appreciate it. Um, if people want to find your if people want to find you on social yeah, media, you. where can they find you and your work? Ah, yeah, uh, yeah. The social media in which I'm most active and in which I talk mostly about football is obviously Twitter. And so I'm just Diego Forner on Twitter, and you can find me there. <laughs> thank you very much, and everyone else. Thank you for listening. We'll be back on Monday with another review episode of the weekend and also more a Mercato special. Uh, but until then, everybody, take care of each other and each uh, take care of yourselves and each other. And until then, ciao ciao.